Well, hello everybody and welcome back to some more Chaluminati podcast. This is episode 13. Buckle your seatbelts, put on your tinfoil hats. This Lucky is, number 13. This is an Alex. This is an Alex episode. So Why do we do it's... this? Why do we give him <laughs> these platforms? Why do you give me a platform? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know what? Today, <laughs> today I have outdone myself. Yet to be seen. More, Yet to be seen. This is the weird. This is by far the worst and weirdest thing I've ever brought to the table. Oh God, that's not a. It's not a good promise. It's a good promise. Are you guys ready for this? Do we want to just get right into it? What else do we need to talk about? Buy our clothes. Yeah. <laughs> buy our hats. No, wait. Yeah. They might not be out there yet. Buy our t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. Buy the shirt. <laughs> if there's a hat, buy that hat too. Why not? It's probably good. Rate us five stars on all the things you listen to us on. On. Give us a. Put us on your Spotify playlists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where else are we? Google Play? We're on Can Google Play. Us? We're on Spotify. We're on, uh, uh, what is it? Stitcher, Tuner, Podbean. I, I believe you made up at least one of those. No. <laughs> no, not at all. When I did my like initial research of like where to put podcasts, everybody's like, you got to get it on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Tuner, Podbean, and uh, SoundCloud. I was like, all right, and I'll make sure those are the six that I nab and Google Play. Both me and Jesse are ready to go. Podbean, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm serious. We it's both a- looked at each other with like we were ready to say the P in Podbean. We were like, <laughs> there's at least like ten people that listen to us on Podbean. All right, shoutouts to Podbean. Yeah, <laughs> according to, to our like- stats, there's like ten people. Incredible. What's it like on Podbean? Let us know. Post on our Reddit. I don't know. My podcast is Podcast Attic. That's what I listen on. I, I'm an Apple guy, so I just use like iTunes. the real. Yeah. I don't listen to this podcast. It's atrocious. <laughs> Whoa. First of all, rude. <laughs> Second of all, the shit they say on there is crazy. It's crazy. I wouldn't listen to that. <laughs> all right. I, I think that covers it. So let's just fucking get right into it oh, because okay. you know how like, you know, how like a comic book, like when it when it's like not the strongest story. They like throw like a little. Not that this isn't the strongest story, because this is the strongest story. <laughs> You're really but selling this, man. You know, yeah, you, know I know. At the, you know how at the end, you know how at the end of comics they like throw a little mini comic in there, like an epilogue. No, no, no. Like, like, like if it's like if a little it's, backup story. If it's sure. like an Archie comic, there's like a fun times with Jughead at the yeah, back. Yeah, Jughead gets a stub toe. Yeah, yeah. We, there's one of those at the end of this episode. So we're going to go down two extremely weird roads today. Both good. Uh, Both involving Jughead. I, I, issued, I, I, I encourage you, if you're listening to this, not to look this up before I finish telling it. Oh, God. Okay. Because it doesn't, have, it doesn't have a crazy twist like the Beatles one, but it's just a there weird was, There wasn't story. a crazy twist in that one. It was just a guy who went to an alternate reality. And then the Beatles were there. I feel like we need to talk about what a twist means. <laughs> Can't wait for Jordan Peele to take over the Twilight Zone. I'm excited for that. the fact that that whole thing was like just some songs that existed but re-remixed. Yes. Yes. We're not going to talk about that part because that kills the magic, Mathis. <laughs> well, you got to look at the reality and the fantasy on each end. We just got to – sometimes there are stories where there's just more things that are not question, or are not answerable sure, than yeah, are answerable. Yeah, sure. And that's the Chiluminati promise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can, we, can we get that on a shirt? That's, that's the yeah, Chiluminati promise. Yeah, that's the Chiluminati promise. Some shit is fake. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. This 
This is a crazy story. Don't look it up if you're if you're if you're following along. Don't look this up. It's going to be better for you not to. Okay. This is about Jeff, the Dalby Spook. I want to give a shout outs to Anna Green at Mental Floss, Louise Hung at Exo Jane, and Matthew Dalton at the Wall Street Journal for their articles on this, which I used to research this episode. What is? Um, I'm sorry. Sp- what is the name of this again? Jeff. The Dalby Spook. All right. Jeff the Dalby Spook, not Jeff the Killer. No. Admittedly. There's nothing. Look, I'm going to start this off by saying (laughs) there is nothing terrifying, horrifying, or scary about anything named Jeff. If there was a horror movie and the monster's name was Jeff, everyone would be like, oh, Jeff. You know what's weird? You know what? I disagree. How does he spell Jeff? G-E-F, and that's it. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh, never mind. Oh, that's terrifying. All right, continue, please. Yeah, somebody's fucked up, yeah. (laughs) Admittedly, this is like the squirrel on water skis news story of paranormal (laughs) stories. But the facts are weirdly specific, and it is hard to believe someone would make such a weird story up, and it does get very scary at parts. So You are terrible at selling these stories. (laughs) Hold on to your bridges. (laughs) Let me take you now to 1931. The village just, of Dalby. I'm ready. On the Isle of Man, which if you don't know what the Isle of Man is, is actually pretty complicated. It is like a neat little British thing. It's like self-governing. It's called the Crown Dependency. It's on a small island between Great Britain and Ireland. The head of state is Queen Elizabeth II right now, who is like, she's also the Lord of Man. Okay. And it's been inhabited since like 6500 BC. So maybe that's what this crazy ass story can be attributed to, who knows? But the fact is, no one really knows. Uh, and it is actually creepy, seriously, so get ready. Get fucking buckled in. Back in 1931, in Dalby, there's a family and they're called the Irvings, okay? There, there's James, who's a retired salesman, his wife, Margaret, and they have a 12-year-old daughter whose name is, ooh, man, it's Manx, so it's hard to pronounce this name. Uh, Voda? Vo- Vori? Vori. Vora. It's V-O-I-R-R-E-Y. That's the name of this kid. So I'm going to say that name a lot very wrongly. So just spare me. Spare me the angry comments. I'll just, I'll just take an L on this one. But I'm going to think it's, I think it's Voda. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, they were poor. They lived in a farmhouse. They, uh, you know, this is still the 30s. This rural Isle of Man. They had no phone, no electricity, any, even no radio. And, like, any neighbor that they had was, like, at least a mile away. So this is, like, this is a remote-ass place, right? And one night, they start hearing these weird sounds coming from inside the walls of their house. Like, scratching sounds and, like, weird vocalized sounds that, like, when I say vocalized, mean, like, they sound like they came from, like, a voice. Like, they're like, ah, ah. Uh, you know, as, as opposed to like, as opposed to like an animal sound, mm-hmm. you know, it's like very like voice like, like, uh, uh, right? Sure. <laughs> and so sure, yeah. at first they're like, obviously this is a rat. No big deal. That's just scary. So they like, you know, what do you do? You pound on the walls. They like got their like pots and pans and stuff and like tried to get rid of it. But like it never went away and it just like sort of kept going and it was like on and off in a way where it was like never quite like overwhelming enough that they were like we got to get the fuck out of here but it happened enough that it was like annoying right 
And it went on for days, like for days, until it really started getting weird. And now it starts sounding like almost like a dog or maybe like a human baby is now scratching inside the walls. So it's like this voice is like fucking evolving, right? And they're just like, what in the fuck? What does a human baby scratching sound like? I'm just saying like the sound is like, like a little, like a little, you know, like a little baby, like just in the wall. Imagine if there was a baby in there, what that might be like. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, And they start getting desperate now. So they're like, what the fuck is this? They're putting out traps. They're trying to like kill it somehow. Nothing is working. And so finally he just is like, you know what? Law of the Jungle, James, this like 55-year-old farmer or whatever. He might even be older than that. He just like posts up and he like, he like, he like (laughs) growls at the monster or whatever it is in the wall. And it like, rah, like right back at him, like it copies him, in like a really like weirdly similar voice to his own voice. Okay. So now everybody is like, fucking, losing their mind. I, They're freaking out. Is this the point in the story where we go? We'd be out by now. <laughs> this is where we would leave. The I don't house. know. No, this sounds they like to me. This sounds like there's an they animal in the wall. Okay. Yeah, okay. they make a point of being like, it's not that annoying, but like when it happens, it's like very scary. You know what I mean? Like, if it's happening, like, twice a day for 10 minutes, I wouldn't be like, we got to get out of here. But I would be like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. Maybe knock down the wall. It was the 30s. People put up with some bullshit in the 30s. That's true. That is fair. Uh, But, so, that obviously freaked everybody out, but not nearly as much as they freaked out when the things in the walls started mimicking other animals. What? Like, I was reading about this, and I, like, kind of got the sense that they were, like kind of just feeling like they maybe were just crazy because like they like the way they talk about it they say like they start hearing it like making animal sounds and then they're just like fuck it do a cat and it's like meow and they're like do a bird and it's like <laughs> like it like does this like that's requests. what's going on yeah like they're just like freaking out now they're feeling crazy this thing is like making whatever sounds they want uh and so as time goes on it graduates again from mimicking animals to mimicking Vora by like repeating nursery rhymes that she liked to say. Cause she was like 12 years old. So she's still like one of those like, la la la, la la la. It's like still the thirties. Nobody has video games or iPads. So they're still singing and skipping and shit or whatever kids do. <laughs> whatever you do when you don't have electricity. Yeah. Like breed or I don't know, make mud pies. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. Did you say breathe or breed? What? I don't think I said breed. I heard breed I say? for some reason. I was like, what did what I did say? You... Read. Read. Okay, read. I heard breed, and I was, I was nervous about that. Don't worry well, about it. Well, technically, I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, depending on their age in the 30s, yeah, maybe. Technically. It was a different <laughs> time period. I don't want to go down that road, you fucking creeps. <laughs> uh, you said it, not us. <laughs> I said reading. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so... This thing was, like, now repeating nursery rhymes in a human girl's voice. And then, finally, it just started to talk in a high-pitched voice of its own. And then it just straight up introduced itself to the family as Jeff. It was like, what's up? I'm Jeff! <laughs> like, straight up. All right, all right. And it's like, G-E-F, Yeah, he, I was going to say, did he spell it out for him? He, he, <laughs> also, he legit did. this is the point in time I'm out. I don't yeah, 30s or I, not. This, if this, something in my wall is like... Hey, I'm Jeff. I'd be like, I'm out. 
Yeah, I'd be like, yours. you were an animal. No, I would have been I like, hold up, Jeff. Time out. <laughs> Time out, Jeff. What? Yeah, what's up? What are you, Jeff, what are you doing, buddy? What's going on? What's what's I just uh I've been here before you, it's my place. <laughs> you live here, Jeff? You live you live, lived in my You lived in my walls. One one foot gap in the wall that I I lay down in my sleep. But it's Jeff, the thirties, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, but what are you? Are you like a homeless guy who moved into the wall? What are you, Jeff? I'm a Oh you oh you have no idea <laughs> what, what Jeff is. What are your kids bred with a pig and I'm a mix? Well, we sort I, of. I thought we sent that kid upstate, but okay. Sure. <laughs> No, check this out. So Jeff said a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> Jeff said that he's a mongoose who came from New Delhi and he was born in 1852 and he came to the Isle of Man when one of their neighbors needed mice catchers. And he said, if you're kind to me, I will bring you good luck. And he said, if you're not kind, I shall kill all your poultry. He said, I can get them wherever you put them. He said he liked bacon and sausage and kippers, but not eggs. He said Margaret, the wife, was his least favorite person in the house. <laughs> he even screamed at uh, James one time. He said, read it out, you fat-headed gnome, when James was opening a newspaper because he was getting frustrated with how slow he was opening the newspaper. So this is a this voice, is, just no, to recap. This is, this is a voice. This is, this is a, like... Like a tramp or some sort of like homeless dude <laughs> who snuck into their house and is like, "Oh yeah, no, oh, what totally a weasel." And uh, you should bring yeah, I'm a mongoose or some shit. You should bring me some food. This is like the 1930s version of punked. Yeah, this yeah. is BS. There's no way. <laughs> so, well, just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with, James said that he was a, and this is a quote, a little animal resembling a stoat, a ferret, or a weasel. Yellow in color with a body about nine inches long. He's it's solid. long, bushy tail. He's speckled solid. with black. He saw it and it talked to him. He saw it and talked to it and everybody in the family did. And But also sometimes they said it was an invisible sprite who like was a disembodied voice. So nobody, who knows what's There's true. There's a man who, like you, Alex, enjoys diving into the, the weird and the strange. <laughs> Honestly, when you say like a sprite or like a, a spirit of nature or something, that makes yeah. a little more sense. Yeah, than like you know, you're like talking mongoose. No, none of this it makes sense. To this your, is insane. It, this it is appeals nonsense. to your most receptive mind. <laughs> no, this is stupid. Everyone in this family, <laughs> everyone in this family, are li they're either liars or they were being like gas poisoned or something. Well, that's no, that, that, no way. way. <laughs> no way. no way. It's either that or like yeah, like their house is situated on some like natural gas area that like the shit There's eating no in their house way. was hallucinogenic. The island man is slowly killing everyone on it, and <laughs> no one was aware. Up. <laughs> it's all those motorcycle fumes or whatever. They yeah. Are. yeah. All right, look. So look, but the weirdest thing is Jeff maintains that magic and the supernatural have absolutely nothing to do with his powers. His quote that he's always quoted in every article is, "I am not a spirit." I'm a little extra, extra clever mongoose. And then he also says, if I were a spirit, I could not kill rabbits. And actually, when the family was like in his good graces, he actually supposedly killed like a fuckload of rabbits. Apparently, he brought to them like over 50 rabbits, which he strangled with his front paws, like as like an offering to them. So another thing about him is that he gives really weird presents, I guess. <laughs> He's feeding the family in the Wait, 30s, whoa, whoa, right? whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> First off, 
Why would a spirit admit <laughs> to being a spirit? Let's think about that for a minute. <laughs> Why not? What like if he's a bit, if he's able to like fly around and be invisible and like choke rabbits to well, death? Well, maybe he's maybe what on, on he a most literal sense he's not a spirit. Maybe he's more of a demonic presence. So all right, all right. So this is the 30s. Let's keep the story going because I want to know is is this yeah. guy dead? Is Jeff well, dead? Okay. So another gift that he would give is to use his incredible sense of hearing to give the Irving family gossip from around town. So apparently he was able to, like, from eyewitness testimony, he was able to repeat stuff back to the Irvings. They were, like, whispering to each other closely from, like, 15 to 20 feet away. He could just, like, hear it no matter what. So what what Jeff would do, apparently, is that he would ride the bus around the Isle of Man... (laughs) And like collect intel, <laughs> he would like collect intel for the family, and then he would come back <laughs> and like give them the inside dope on what was going on around the Isle of Man. Jesus I just had this image of this mongoose with like a 1930s fedora on, on a bus with like a newspaper being held up in front of him. He's just like listening, just peeking over. <laughs> yeah. He just brings himself on the bus in like a little shoebox right, with holes theory, in the top. New theory. All this is made up to cover the fact that this family had gossip on people, and they like were like, "No, we didn't hear it from you, from your friend. We heard it from a mongoose." Jeff, we have a talking our, mongoose who lives in the walls. Look yeah. at see all these rabbits. He brought. He doesn't them. like eggs, but he loves bacon. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is all right. Please continue. <laughs> this is, it reeks of somebody going, oh, yeah? And tell me more about this mongoose that you have. And then it's on the spot. Oh, uh, like, uh. he likes bacon, but hates <laughs> eggs. <laughs> he swears he doesn't like eggs. He says he can get my sheep wherever I hide them. <laughs> all right, so uh. it's all fun and games, but eventually things get a lot worse. Everybody in the family has said they'd at least caught a glimpse of Jeff at some point. Oh, but so no apparently- one like, hold on. This whole thing of them talking to him, like, didn't people didn't just sit down and have a conversation with him in front of him, right? Well, we'll see. I, I, we'll get we'll touch on that in a minute. So, okay, so hold on. So, okay, he, everybody everybody claims to have seen him in the family, but apparently the only one that he would like allow to stare at him and and look at him directly was Vora. So, she because she was like his favorite, and actually she. He liked her so much that he also let, had the family create a little partitioned area of Veda's room that's called Jeff's Sanctum. That's what they called it. And then it started to scare the shit out of her because sometimes he would just go in there and sit in there and just like ramble insane shit in his little hutch while she's like trying to go to sleep. And she's just like laying in there listening to this like little high voiced freakish monster like say shit. Like what? And so one night, she gets so scared that she goes to sleep with her parents, and Jeff says, I'll follow her wherever you put her. And he tries to break down their door, but apparently it's not what you would expect it to be like for a mongoose to break down a door, like, you know, like like trying to scrape at it or whatever. Apparently, they said that it, and this is a quote, the door bulged as though some terrific force were thrusting against it, like, boom. Boom! Like something was like really trying to get into the door. Uh, So like at this point, I was kind of thinking like poltergeists at this point. And so actually now you you say poltergeists. Do you know the ages of the children in the family? How old were the kids? The kid. There's only one kid and he's and she's 12. 
It's a she and she's 12. Vada is 12. Yeah. Okay. I know Jesse doesn't believe in any of this shit, but as, uh, again, going into like the the paranormal aspect, and if you're thinking more poltergeist activity, poltergeists um, in that study and in, in like, you know, ghosts and stuff, they're not really spirits of people. They're manifestations of energy, um, and they're usually very aggressive and violent and want attention, and they most like, they mostly come up when uh, girls specifically hit puberty, and there's a whole lot of like energy coming around, and the house are just like, uh, unstable, angry, just high tension stuff. And that's when these poltergeists tend to come out and they feed off that shit and they get very aggressive. I, again, Jesse, I know you don't believe it. And I'm saying there's not any evidence per se to prove it. But when poltergeists show up throughout recordings of, of stuff like this happening, almost always there's a there's a girl going through puberty around You're saying age. it's consistent with folklore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or it's... Straight up, just a dude living in their walls and attic. I mean, that's also very that's possible. <laughs> and that he's there's a, a creep who's like, walls. "I want to be in your, your little girl's room, and don't take her away from me." Also, <laughs> of course, a person that they don't recognize could drive around town on a bus and pick up gossip <laughs> yeah. and then go back because no one's ex- no one's looking for a weasel because it's not a weasel; it's just a creep. It, it, it's true, but that's not the only poltergeisty thing that happened. Because, see, both James and Margaret reported objects and furniture were moving around the house. Uh, but, but, but weirdly, not, it's not even just them that experienced poltergeist stuff. See, because there was a paranormal investigator named Harry Price who said, and this is a quote, shrill screams accompanied by terrific knocking, loud bangs emanated from all parts of the house in quick succession as if the perpetrator moved with lightning speed. And that's important because... This is the same guy who also apparently said that he thought the Irvings were all just sharing, like, a collective delusion. Which, to me, makes the fact that he said that other stuff happened, like, more believable. It adds a little bit more credence and weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. This guy even actually teamed up with a guy from the BBC, ex-BBC guy. Or I don't even know if he's ex-BBC, but he was a BBC guy. And they published a book. This guy, Rex Lambert. And they published a book on it in 1936. And the conclusion is, like, not positive on Jeff existing. And uh, it's guided by things like hair sample tests and paw imprints that they had, which all came back as either inauthentic or inconclusive. Uh, And if we're talking about other experts that looked at it, Price was not the only one. uh, And he also wasn't the only one who contradicted himself, really. Uh, Because this other doctor, Nandor Fodor... I don't know if that's the right no, pronunciation. No, that's not. That's not a real name. <laughs> Nandor Fodor. <Dr>. Fodor? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Nander F- Nander Fodor. Nan- Nandor Get Ford- out of Fodor. Town. All right. <laughs> uh, who's apparently both a psychologist and a parapsychologist, said that he believed Jeff was part. He believed Jeff was a part of James's split personality, but also that he's an actual real talking mongoose. That was his. That was his that conclusion. Was, his, was that, all right, sure. That sure. that Jeff was a split part of his personality, but also that he actually became a real, like, talking mongoose. No. <laughs> no. But so things started getting worse and worse. He'd start hissing at people. He bit Margaret a few times. He, like, sang all these annoying songs all over the house all the time. And apparently one time while she was yelling at him for singing a lewd lyrics version of Home on the Range, 
Mar Margaret said, you know, Jeff, you are no animal. And he said, of course I'm not. I'm the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and and he just kept bullying Margaret. And there's all these weird quotes that they have in, in the XO Jane article. Uh, and I'm going to just go through some of them now because they're is, too good. This is just a dude. This is just a dude. He was, he was building Margaret house. with pebbles while she was on her way home. And he said, yes, Maggie, the witch woman, the Zulu woman, the Honolulu woman. <laughs> and he said, I'll split, the, I'll split the atom. I am the fifth dimension. I am the eighth wonder of the world. Crazy person. Crazy person. I am not evil. I could be if I wanted. You don't know what damage or harm I could do if I were roused. I could kill you all, but I won't. So it's crazy. It was it was pretty crazy. And of hmm. course, it's like a very crazy story, so it spread around and not just on the Isle of Man, it actually like expanded through like the full UK as well. Uh we already talked about Dr. Price and Dr. Fodor's investigations. There's also a bunch of news art articles and interviews. There's even one reporter who said that he sat down and talked with Jeff himself. He did an interview with Jeff. <clears throat> and uh, after so much attention, no, didn't happen. After so much attention, James James finally passed away like of natural causes, nothing like you know Jeff related. He just died because he was old. But once that happened, <laughs> Margaret and Vada moved away in like 1945-ish. Um, though Veda would maintain Jeff was real until her death in, in 2005. And her quote that she said about it in 2005 was like kind of creepy and kind of sad. Okay. She just said, she said, yes, there was a little animal who talked and did all those other things. He said he was a mongoose and we should call him Jeff, but I do wish he had let us alone. <laughs> <laughs> There's the moral right there. Don't be yeah, a dick. Leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, but I should also point out that this guy, Mr. Graham, who is the guy who bought the actual farmhouse that they moved out of, did actually report unbidden that he killed a weird-ass animal that looked like a weasel and that he thought might be Jeff. So it wasn't a totally isolated incident. He was like, yo, I actually did find this weird weasel on my property and I, I killed it. <laughs> Jeff is just like about to introduce himself to like the new guy, like, hey, I'm bam, just like whacked over there. Just head takes him out. I'm from New Delhi, India. <laughs> just like whack, whack, whack. Yeah. Uh, and so since then, the house was demolished. The Irvings have no living relatives anymore. And that's basically where it stopped for the most part. Oh. Uh, but the story's kind of always had fans. And in 2014, there was actually a symposium of experts on, uh, that was held specifically for the Jeff case at the University of London Senate House Library to, like, wow. determine what the fuck happened. And apparently what they found was that the case shares a lot of similarities with tons of historic poltergeists who, I didn't know this, but often they're known to appear in the shape of animals and that that wasn't that specific of a case. It's actually a pretty, like, textbook, like, old-timey, like, animal You're, you're telling woods. me that this poltergeist was talking about, like, atom splitting and, like, this poltergeist was very topical. Is what he you're picks up me. a lot of stuff on his bus rides, man. Yeah, his always... bus rides, man. You're right. You're you're right. right. Such, a fool. Such a fool. Um, <laughs> but obviously, like, there's also the hoax theory that it's just a hoax by the family. Yes. Or that Voda was, like, a vent she got good at ventriloquism or something like that, which actually isn't crazy. There's sort of, like, a precedent for young kids 
that are like perpetuating a paranormal lie because it's getting them attention. Right. And yep. they like figured it out with like a human trick. There's like a famous girl the... who like she used to like knock ghosts by like cracking her toe. She like would be like knock three times and she'd like crack her toe. Oh, damn. And it would like scare the shit out of people. The... The the uh one of the most famous poltergeists, the Enfield polter poltergeist. While there's a lot of unexplained shit that happened there, there were moments where they were like, "That think that's just her doing this because it's getting her all kinds of attention." In a very poor family, um, and uh, and and uh, one of the one of the paranormal investigators would hang out that she really saw as like a father figure because her dad wasn't in the picture, so she wanted to keep him around. So she would do she would do things on her own to, just to make sure he's yeah it's stuck like a around. kid acting out basically yeah right? yeah so that's like, that's also not completely unheard of in, in yeah exactly activity uh, and in fact considering that the hair samples ended up being dog hair and that the paw prints reportedly looked to be carved with a stick mm. one uh, one of these two things likely seems to be the case but other things are still convincing to some the question is still in the air according to the symposium of experts whatever. There's a weird movie online about it that's like really like kind of like bizarrely shot and it's experimental kind of. It's mostly just straight on shots of Margaret and James hmm. actors acting hmm. as them. And it oh, was kind okay. of like it was kind of going to be like the Blair Witch kind of. But it was like the dude who made uh, the screenplay for uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Hmm. But nobody bought the story. So he just like shot this little like hour long passion project thing. It's called Vanished. It's called Vanished, a video seance. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I'm, I think it's like somehow they like all convinced themselves that it was real. To, and I, that's what I think. To paraphrase Captain James Tiberius Kirk. Oh, hell yes. What does a poltergeist need with a bus? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. It, there there, there are things in there that make you think like, the fact that at the end, like you said, you just, the 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 prop prints look like they were done by a stick, and the hair belonged to a dog, makes you kind of question, like, all right, what what was actually going on? Also, the girl was the only one it wanted to be with, and like all those different things. There's a lot right. that doesn't make a lot of sense, and the fact that, and this goes back to every single time we have one of these stories, the fact that the family is like, yes, of course, we 100 percent were okay with it. It was annoying, but like it was fine. So and you think? So you think they were all in on it? No. Um. I wonder I'm how gonna, much you of know it was what? like I'm gonna letting say the yes. girls' imagination play. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say even if the parents weren't willing, like participants, because they like would go along with this girl's fantasy. I think they they no matter what, everyone's involved. They have to be. You think they're complicit at the very least. And I think that a lot of the times yeah. most of the reporters or the journalists that go and do things about hauntings and stuff like this are also complicit because they want the scoop and they want the book deal or they want I think it's a lot of BS is what I think. But I think sometimes people get so adamant about something that like, you know, if they have status in a group, like in a family or in like a company or something like that, or like a church. Sure. You know, like I feel like if that person is compromised and they're like sanity and they start to like be like this is what the thing is you know like they've I already can, made their conclusion yeah well i mean i can just see it be like something that could really like there's if you believe this person if you follow this person if you're like that's my dad or that's my teacher or that's my priest and they tell you something that's fucking insane oh, mm. you know it's i could see myself being like i guess it's true since you said it 
You know what I mean? Like I could see being susceptible to that, especially in the thirties when you're some people living in some like remote ass farmhouse somewhere, just having a mass delusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I think. But I also like to think that, you know, it just could be like a really smart mongoose. I would love it. Yeah. I would, I would prefer if the story wasn't, they were poltergeists. (laughs) That it wasn't any of that stuff. It was just a very smart mongoose. Like, it was like a weird. science experiment mongoose. No, he just out. was a mongoose who started learning. He like just watched an anomaly. people. Yeah, he's been alive for eighty-five years. <laughs> and he just serves whoever lives in the house until that neighbor beat him to yeah, death. Yeah, he's like a house elf, <laughs> and he got beaten to death. <laughs> the end. He's like, how many rabbits do you want, sir? Ow! <laughs> um, uh, poor Jeff. Yeah. But speaking of mass delusions, oh boy, uh, I did tease at the beginning of this that I have another story for you guys. So if, if you'll have me, I think it's time to go back to Australia again for a quick mini story from 2016. Okay. I don't know how many it's actually going to be because it, looking at it now, it's actually a, big, a bigger story than I realized. But it's from 2016. It's about a family who, unfortunately for everyone involved... Uh, are called the Trumps. Of course. <laughs> their, of course. their last name is Trump. They are the Trumps. Uh, there's Mark Trump. He's 51. His wife, I don't know how to say this either, Jacoba, Jacoba, okay. Trump, 53 years old. 25-year-old son, Mitchell Trump. Their two daughters, Ella Trump, who's 22, and Rihanna Trump, who's 29. Trump, Trump, Trump. <laughs> this version of events is from the Daily Mail, but I want to be I want to make I want to make it clear that this was like a very widely reported news story in Australia. Uh, you know, this is not like Bat Boy. This is like a thing that actually happened. Uh, there's interviews with the family. There's police accounts. I'm just going to go through the timeline of what happened. It's pretty insane. You tell me what you think. On Monday, August 29th, 2016, the Trump family. Mm. suddenly abandon their red current farm in Victoria, Australia and drive off in their family station wagon. No credit cards, no cell phones. Everybody's just like, go, 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 go. Get in the car, drive off. They drive towards Melbourne, like 20, 40 minutes. They realize Mitchell, the 25 year old son, he still has his phone. Everybody's like, oh shit. Like in pineapple express (laughs) when they realize that they have the phone and they can be tracked. They freak out. They throw the fucking phone out the window It's insanity in the car. They keep driving. They continue along this crazy journey. They're in Bathurst now. That's fucking eight hours away by car. It's the next day. Mitchell gets scared. His family's just like lost their minds. And he just like pieces out from the family. He just like leaves when they stop somewhere. And he tries to like take trains and buses home. But he has no money. But he just like dips out and he tries to go home. And the rest of the Tromps just keep going for, like, another hour on the road. Then they reach this place called the Janolan Caves, which are literally just, like, huge, beautiful caves. I don't know what they were doing. Maybe they thought they could, like, go hide in the caves. I don't, I don't know why they were going towards the caves, but that's where it happened. They keep <laughs> going. Uh, by this point, Ellen and Rihanna, the daughters, are also, like, really scared. And they get two hours further away to a place called Goulburn or Goulburn, uh, which now they're so far away from their house. They sneak away to call the police, try and get out, but they're still kind of paranoid and freaking out themselves separate from the family. So they steal a utility truck. (laughs) 
So the Wait. daughters, like, themselves, like, separately steal a truck. Something happens along the way, though. They end up separated. Ella stays in the truck, trying to, like, drive home in the stolen truck. Uh, but Rihanna is found in the back of some dude's car in Goldburn, just, like, catatonic, like Twin Peaks. Just, like, totally stunned. Uh, so that's, so that's what's happening with the daughters. Uh, everyone's in transit now. Everybody's like, this girl's over here in the catatonic state. This girl's like driving this stolen truck across the country. The son is like, has no credit cards, no phone. He's trying to like find his way by bus and train home, back home. The mom and the dad are still like running some fucking place. It's fucking crazy. No money, no phones. They've been reported missing, though, now by their neighbors, and the police are now starting to get involved. It's, like, insane. So that all happened in two days. Uh, but, yeah, okay. I know. Well, I'm just, like, my mind is, like, what, what the fuck? Yeah, Keep going. I'm ready, I'm ready for the, for the insanity. So Wednesday the 31st, Ella and Mitchell both get home. The police are there. Word is the family station wagon is back in Victoria with, like, around them in town but a dude who officers assume to be mark flees the vehicle when they see him and escapes into a nearby park and he just like vanishes again he's like gone they're like fuck he's gone and he just like disappears <laughs> the son no the dad mark okay he shows okay. back up. they just... find him back in the hometown with the car and he like pieces off into the bushes basically <laughs> i was gonna say does he just like <laughs> like one of those cartoonish dive into the bushes and the cops are like well he's gone that's exactly what fucking happened he just peaced out he like got away so that's wednesday this started on monday that's what's happened by wednesday <laughs> on thursday jacoba is found quite dazed and confused six hours away from victoria in a place called yas and she's taken to a hospital there and she's treated for like stress-related illness and eventually she gets transferred back to Goulburn to be with her daughter who was found in the car. So they're now both in hospital care, just both like extremely fucked up. And this is all verifiable, right? Like that actually this, this, happened. This really happened, yeah. Okay. Mark was finally found on Saturday, two days later, September 3rd, wandering the streets two and a half hours away from Victoria by car at <clears throat> Wanga Rada, Wangarada Airport and taken into custody in good health. So that's Saturday. Okay. The following Tuesday, September 6th, Mark apologizes on public TV for wasting everybody's time, does not reveal the cause of their insane trip, uh, and by the following Monday, all charges against Ella Trump are dropped in the theft of the uh, car. So that's where the mystery's left on the point of the like public version of this story. <clears throat> there's been series there's been theories about psychoactive drugs there's been theories like you know maybe they like all just like weirdly you know none of them are super young right like mitchell's like 25 rihanna's 29 like maybe they all just like did acid is yeah. one theory that they all just like fucking freaked out uh another one is like a loan shark type situation like financial troubles like getting caught up with like cults maybe there's all these different weird theories, but again, similar to the Jeff case, the prevailing theory among experts is just like straight up shared delusions, 
which is where fatigue and fear and paranoia, like just like you just like are having a rough day. And this is the same thing. Like if, if you think if you've ever had and I'm everybody can kind of it's 2018. Like we, we live in a crazy fucking time. Anybody can like identify with like being in that state of mind. It's the same state of mind that leads to you having like an anxiety attack, right? Like mm -hmm. it's the same line of thought where stuff just like the world change, like reality changes. It seems unbearable. There's something wrong, right? right? And it can cause you to become like emotionally unstable and have like a break from reality with people. Uh, and actually there's a, there's a sociologist, a medical sociologist called Robert Bartholomew who here's a quote from him on this case who says it is within this context that a car backfiring may be perceived as a gunshot or rustling in the bushes is mistaken for a monster or a hostile mm. gang member. So if you imagine like maybe the dad going insane and thinking like something's chasing him or something's following him, he's having like an anxiety attack, some sort of crisis. And then the family's just like, what do you mean? He's like, we have to get in the car. Don't get your phones. This shit's going to be crazy. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, if you don't have your phone, if you don't have access to the internet, like, how long is it going to take for you to be able to realize that what's happening isn't real? And I guess maybe, yeah. I mean, it would explain the dad trying to ditch the cops as soon as he saw them if he thought he was being trailed or followed or something along those lines. Yeah, the phone yeah. thing is is definitely, like, a movie giveaway that it's something where you think... Like, like, you think that's, oh, like, too much of a cliche? Yeah, but I'm not saying that it's it was a planned thing. What I'm saying is, to me, it seems like the overreaction of a person who is freaking out, but the freak out is something that, like, oh, we got to get rid of the phones. Like, no phones. We got right, like, kind of stuff. Because in reality, people can track you through a million different ways. Phones mm -hmm. are just, like, the easy movie cliche version. Yeah. So, like, in his paranoid state, he just grabbed onto what he knew. Right, right. Like, he freaked out and was trying to – because that seems like a government thing. Like, oh, they're tr they are tracking us through the phones. Yeah. It's like I would never think to put on a tinfoil hat unless I saw a conspiracy theorist in a movie put one on kind of thing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like, they're yeah, trained to uh, believe that. But speaking of that, as it turns out, the Trumps are not the first disappearing family in Australia. Because in 1988, there was a family called the Knowles family that fled together, like all piled into the car, same kind of thing, similar like fatigue, stress, like sort of emotional crisis. But while the Trumps, when they, when they were interviewed, the Trumps said they thought they were being followed. That's one thing that they, they said. Mm -hmm. And they said it was a, quote, family matter, right? Which right. they didn't let on. I think eventually, like, I don't know how true the story is. I was still reading articles about it, and they were saying, like, the daughter or somebody was like, no, no, our dad just, like, had a breakdown, and we didn't know what, what he, to do. What he really meant is that he discovered that there was a sale on the Family Matters complete season yeah. that he really wanted to get, and it was only in America. Yeah. He had to get here. He had to get here, and you can't have your phone. Carl Winslow, man. Yeah. He's worth, he's worth running for. It's true. Uh, but basically... So the Trumps, like, kept it to themselves what happened. But the Knowles family from the 80s came out and said they were stalked by a UFO that they Ooh, saw boy. above Knoll Arbor. And many, yes. people, yeah, many people online draw a lot of parallels to that story. And if you go deep into the Knowles story, this is one of those stories where if you go into it, there's a lot of different people who are lo love to, like, scream about this story in the comments section and stuff. 
But the, the story of the Knowles family involves, like, they saw this ship over Null Arbor, and then it almost, like, saw that it saw them, and, like, began following them, and, like, shining lights on them, and almost abducting them, right? Like, they were saying, like, we almost got abducted. They were saying, like, this thing swooped down and, like, attached to their car, and, like, Damn. started to take their car, and they, like, fell off of it and stuff. But the thing that's crazy about that story is that in addition to there being reports of a UFO, other eyewitnesses report seeing like a crazy Black Hawk style helicopter that was going around in that area that had a winch on it that could have maybe picked a car up off the street. So even if it okay. wasn't fucking aliens, you know what I mean? Even if some it government, maybe some governmental stuff. At the very going least, on. it was yeah, it was this fucking helicopter that just like swooped down to try and like pick some dude up off the road. So I don't know what the I don't know what the Trump family saw, but if they're being mum about it, you know, it, it could be family delusion or it could be, you know, that they witnessed something that is beyond what is comprehensible by humans. And in that way, I feel like they're really similar to the to the Irving family. You know, either it's totally fake or it's something so weird and unbelievable that we never we never could ever imagine it. Like a mongoose that <laughs> can hear really well and rides on the bus. <laughs> I would never be like, I'm going to make up a ghost story to tell the, the press, you know, let me make it this story about this mongoose. You've literally you know I mean? got me looking up 1988 helicopters right now to figure out what this could be. And if it would be in Australia at the time, I really, I really recommend looking into the Knowles case because I, I I was trying to like get an a like a beat by beat account. I was trying to decide whether I wanted to do the Trump one or the Knowles one, and like the Trump one is very well documented because it's from 2016. Right, it you just can, you can verify a lot of the stuff. Yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff going on with like the cops. There's a lot of like accessibility there. The Knowles story. The reason I didn't do it is because there's so many different accounts of it, and one of them is like in the comment section of an article about the Trumps. Somebody was like don't believe this, here's what happened. It's like a breakdown of what happened, but it's just like some dude in a comment section versus right, no, like- no profile picture. Yeah, versus like the, the, pe the, the, the people themselves who were just like, we were driving along the road, we saw a UFO try to pick us up maybe, but like even the quotes from the family are not verified across all the same sources, so. Right. I figured the Knowles family one would be better, but I mean the, the Trump family one would be better, but it's- I, just, it's, I definitely think that these are freakouts, like- Freak outs with the family. So Isn't are humans capable of this though? Does this have you have you ever seen anything that leads you to believe that you could be like this mongoose? Yes. Oh, humans are definitely capable of of being bizarre and out there and losing their mind. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, like just personal experience. Um, my, my family. I have family that suffers from a lot of mental health issues, and some of the stuff I have seen or heard them say they've seen. Put it this way. Um, I have somebody who I visited in a mental hospital years ago, and uh, she told me that, you know, that earlier that day she saw a little monkey wearing a hat riding a donkey clapping a bunch of tambourines together. Hear me so out. So, it's Hear possible. Me out. <laughs> Hear me out. I Maybe there was a little was Spanish animal that monkey. <laughs> you were that monkey? Hear me out. I was there. I was that monkey. No, <laughs> I was out. riding the donkey. Maybe yeah, it was a mongoose. I think, I think the human mind... Uh, is both capable of many great things and also, like, completely breaking down. And remember, reality is what your mind perceives, right? Like, everything... Right. Everybody's reality is different. Everything that you see, you have no idea what other people see. 
Like you, you'll never know. You'll never know how other people view the world. We just yeah. all like share things, and that's like we have a culture of like, oh, we all express ourselves, and we kind of come to an estimation of what a thing is. But you're, it's it's that fourteen year old mind blow of like your red might not be my red. Oh my god, right, what does right, that right, mean? Right, right. Like women see an extra shade of color than men. Like that's just a fact. Like there's there's uh, there's things that you know with all the senses that go into your brain. That, that like if your brain doesn't perceive things correctly, if there's a malfunction of the wiring of your brain, you can see shit and believe shit to be real, and that's just the way things work. So it's quite what's, possible that this is all just in their head. What's the craziest thing that you've ever unquestioningly? What's the like craziest thing you've ever like just like without question believed in? Uh oh, I believed it until I walked up to it. Um, it, I woke up, it was like one of those, like I woke up in the early in the morning or like when the sun was still coming up and I many for multiple days in a row. And I believe it was stress related. I saw gigantic spiders crawling on my ceiling and my wall and it was horrifying. And I was hiding and I was screaming until I had to like build up enough confidence to wait, to get up, walk over to the spiders and be like, they're not real, Mike, they're not real. And like have to touch them and then just. They weren't there, and then like eventually they would just disappear. I've never, Whew. I've never had anything. It was awful, crazy, like where it affected my reality like that. I've definitely had the whole like out of the corner of my eye, I'd see a thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'd always, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go look, and there's nothing there, and so I'm like, all right, well, if the monster out of the corner of my eye didn't get me by this point, then it's not gonna get me. But um, I, I definitely have had friends or had people experience things that. I'll never forget as long as I live. My friend Steve uh, got high on something. I don't remember what it was. It was back in high school. Uh, and he swears to this day, he was in the, the passenger seat of the car, and he's like, oh, my God, check out that woman. She's beautiful. There was nobody there. There was no one there. And he's like, the woman in the red dress with the blonde hair. I'm like, we're not in the matrix, there's man. no one there, dude. And he's like, oh, my God. And he like tried to get out and go talk to her. I was like, there's no one there. Like, I – like he like, lost go, his go. mind. Have you ever seen someone so beautiful? She wasn't there, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's well, wild. I mean, what I meant was more like, for me, like, uh, when I was young, you know, as you go as you go through life, you pick up a couple friends along the way who are just like, fucking liars, you know, and they'll just say, um, yeah. they'll just say shit that you don't think about. Like when you're a kid, you don't have the context of like. Oh yeah, that's obviously not possible. So like, oh, you know, yeah, if my dad thing, was like, like, my dad works there. My dad does this, and that's why yeah. I know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Pokemon are real in Japan, and you can buy them only in Japan, uh, and they're real animals there. Like as a kid, I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, of course. I want to get so, that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I totally know what you're talking about. There's this one. I don't. I might have told it on this podcast before, but there was this time where I like left a party. I was not hammered. I was like. You know, I had been at a party for a couple hours. I had done some drinking earlier. I had, like, come down from my drinking. I was, like, responsibly ready to leave at an early time because I had work in the morning. I got down into my car. I sat there, and I looked up. And then up the street, I saw, like, a monster perched on a fence. And I was sitting there staring at it for, like, 25 minutes just trying to, like, put together what I was looking at. It was, like, this, like, leafy monster. And I eventually had to call my friend to come look at it. To like verify that I was seeing it, and they were like, "Oh my god, yeah, there it fucking is. It's right fucking there." And we like both were like, "What do we do?" 
how do we deal with this? And we just both like slowly opened the door and just like walked out like like up the street and then we're like, oh, it's a tree. It's a fucking tree. Shut it down. It's a tree. <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah, it's a, a fucking tree. Let's wrap it up. But Sorry, here's, guys. The, here's the thing. I think people suffer from shared delusions. And I think the idea that because you saw it and you were so passionate about like you felt fear when your friend saw it, that's what he saw. Because he was his body. It's if someone he says, believed oh, my you, body language. Yeah, if someone's like, "Oh, look at that cloud. That's a, a snake." Because you say it's a snake, people are most likely going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to look for the snake rather than I'm going to see the clouds yeah. and determine what it is for myself." And so I feel yeah, like exactly. that's a thing that happens a lot too. You prime the brain, like when yeah. somebody's like, "Look, there's a mongoose over there that speaks in English." You're like not looking for nothing or something. You're looking impossible. for a mongoose who speaks English. You're and that's when you go to see. who yeah, rides the yeah. bus to find out secrets. <laughs> I love that story so much. I love the part that he just is like, I'm incredibly powerful, but I choose not to do it. And, I'm and then he gets smart beaten to death by the next guy who lives there. So powerful. He probably just wasn't ready. Probably caught him he slipping. Was, he, wasn't, he, wasn't <laughs> he was busy snooping on someone else. And this guy was like, are you snooping on me, gals? Whack dead. <laughs> Jeff, was, Jeff was resting on his fucking laurels. That farmer just came around with his fucking, you know, like, what are, the, what are the guys from the Fantastic Mr. Fox? Bogus Bunsen Bean. You know those guys? Yep. The evil farmers. It was one of those guys who's just like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Dead. I'm Bye. the great Jeff. <laughs> yeah. He ain't so great anymore. Yeah, then he died. The end. But there you go. That's an Alex episode. The story of Jeff and the story of the Trump family. I love Alex episodes. Man, Mass I need delusion. to like, come at you guys with, some, with like some real spooky stuff. Jesse, the, the subreddit said, "When are we gonna get a Jesse led episode?" Man, I'm I'm, the I'm gonna come at you with some are... real twisted stuff, unprovable, effed up stuff. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Do it. I want it. I'm I looking for that story it. that we're all in agreement on is real. I'm still I'm still chasing that dragon. I didn't think Jeff was gonna be the one that convinced us. I didn't think that was gonna be the one. No, that but made it was super all... fun. Yeah, I didn't think that was gonna be the one that made us all believe it was real. But come on, dudes, talking fucking mongoose that sn- that strangles fifty rabbits by hand with its with its front paws with its little front paws which could be now that you talk about like it might have been the little girl maybe the little girl was like going through some like serial killer like tendencies like serial Dexter killers level. tend to start with yeah serial killers tend to start with mutilating animals as kids yeah and she's just strangling rabbits and stuff and and threatening the chickens and stuff maybe the parents are like it's fine it's jeff it's definitely jeff it's absolutely 100% undeniably Jeff and not our daughter. Ventriloquism. As they watch the daughter, like, squeeze the life from a rabbit before their 50 eyes. 50 rabbits. And she's like, Jeff is doing it. It's Jeff that's doing the it. The ventriloquist like, theory was, like, kind of, like, one of the bigger ones. Like, I feel like yeah. a lot of people out there want that to be the one because it explains so much of it. But I don't – how can – I just – it seems so unbelievable to me that a 12-year-old could, like, outsmart both their parents. Eh, I don't know, man. Uh, just from some other stories that I've read of like what what kids are capable of as long as they like they find ways to get, keep attention on them, um, kids will do a lot of stuff. I yeah. guess if you don't have video games, there's like a lot more free time, <laughs> right? And video games stopped all that crazy. Yeah, obviously. you you know what? There should be a study that's like looks into like the rise of home gaming versus like like poltergeist activity. yeah poltergeist activity and see if it, <laughs> see if there's a correlation because I bet you there is. I feel like, I feel like it's a lot more. Like, mom, Johnny Fortnite is in my room. And they're like, okay, son, <laughs> sure, Johnny Fortnite. Yeah, no, the guy from Fortnite, he's flossing his asshole in my room or whatever. They do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
He's teabagging me when I sleep, Mom. Yep. <laughs> he lives uh. in the walls. <laughs> Dude, I was just listening to uh, My Favorite Murder, and they had a story about this guy who was, like, living. He, like, asked this girl out on a date, and he was, like, she was, like, no, you're weird. Because he was, like, kind of, like, serial uh-huh. killery. Uh-huh. And uh, then their mom died <clears throat> and uh, of, like, cancer or something. And then they started hearing, like, all this weird tapping in their house. And oh, there was, like, messages written in blood on the walls of, like, I'll be back. I'm here. Your mother is here. Get out of the house. Like, weird shit like that. I'm coming for you. I'm here for you. And the dad thought that the kids were acting out because they were sad that he wasn't paying attention to them because he had to work so much because the mom died. But actually what happened was finally <clears throat> they, they got a message that was like, I'm in the house with you. And they were like, oh, and they went to the, the neighbors one last time. And the neighbor was like, dude, you need to fucking come back here because these kids are not faking it. These kids are like scared as fuck. And he went into the house to see what the deal was. And there was a dude standing in his wife's bedroom in his wife's wedding dress with a wig on and a fucking hatchet and paint on his face. And it was the dude who his daughter dumped. Jesus Christ. And he'd been God living in, and he'd been living in the walls for months. Oh, it's like that movie. Yeah. And then he killed another two people by drowning them all in bathtubs in their house. Jeez. Like a little bit later because he got out that on bail. That sounds like a whole episode we could go down about it's this It's fucking guy. crazy. That's it's, like a serial killer It episode. like just happened on My Favorite Murder so I don't want to like go into it. But uh, it, Yeah, be true. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it was yeah, just go. fucking crazy because it was like something in the walls but it really was there. It was really a dude in the walls. God damn. Yeah, that, 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 that's my worst nightmare. Never mind a talking goose. It's just there's a man in my walls that just wants to kill me. Great. Yeah. Great. I don't know. A mongoose is pretty scary. Yeah, Ricky but if, like, a... if, the, if the farmer could just bash the mongoose in with a shovel, he was all talk, all right? You're right. He all <laughs> He's literally all talk. <laughs> he was all just talk, and that was it. I feel it. Well, th- well thanks for the, uh, for the yeah. fucking great stories, yeah, Alex. Thanks. That was actually a lot of fun. I always try and take those... it to Wacky Town. You know how you it is. You took it to Wacky Town, but there was enough like factual evidence there that it wasn't like, oh, we could just Google it and disprove it. Like It actually happened. Both of those things yeah, actually happened. Yeah, those things are both so. verifiable. They happened in newspapers. They happened in police reports. There's a real book about the Jeff Goose. <laughs> the Jeff Goose. The old Jeff Guys, Goose. Guys, buy the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yes, buy the shirt. We've, we've sold a lot, man. We have a lot of people out there with our shirts now, which Good. is great. I so actually, check that out. I actually regularly wear my shirt. Is that weird? It's comfortable. Yeah, is no it way, weird dude. to wear it's my own show shirt? Like, no, man. That's how these these things get get out there. Word of mouth. Word I, of mouth. I never want somebody to ask me what Shiluminati is and then have to be like, "It's my own podcast." <laughs> I, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, just be like, "It's a podcast." And yeah, done. and then they're gonna go. see me again and be like, "Are you in the podcast?" I'm gonna be like, "Yeah." And they're gonna yeah. be like, "Why didn't you tell me that before?" I'm gonna be like, "Because I hate myself and I never want to talk to you again." <laughs> No way, man. People love this podcast, and we fucking love doing it. Yeah, um, it feels good, man. So, uh, as a preview for my, the next lead episode that I'm working on, we're going back into the world of Aliens, nice. so that'll be uh, the next one. I'm so ready. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, why, the theories why aliens abduct humans, and uh, what are the potential benefits of them doing so, and why they care at all about us. So, that look forward to that in the next couple of weeks. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Jesse, thanks for... Uh, for believing parts of it. No, I believe none of this. This was all lies. The Trumps, okay, the it. Trumps is real. You got to believe the Trumps. I believe that they had a, the dad freaked out and took the entire family with him. And they all at different points in time had the courage to be like, my dad has gone insane. Yeah, I believe what do you that. Think about, what do you think about the helicopters? 
I think that's all BS. It's all added later <laughs> stuff. None of that's real. What's, it, what's, the that's preview real. For your, what's the preview for the next Jesse episode? <laughs> what, what is Jesse going to do? Jesse's first lot episode is going to be a big one. I don't know. I want to do something that is real, but also yeah. like really bizarre. Like the um. Oh, what's that one manuscript thing? That's like the Voynich manuscript. Yeah, like that's super cool. Yeah, or those pipes in the ch- in the Chinese mountain. Like something that is real, but no one understands why. But the answer is probably like, you know, drugs. Drugs. And A like- high dude wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Dr- yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the answer. But you know, something interesting. Yeah. There's got to be something. The, the preview for the Jesse episode is that he spoils the the, the episode <laughs> in the preview. They're all yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just before we start, so you understand. Everybody was on. Yeah, this, this isn't is real not at true. All. I'm lying right now as I tell this. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, as always, if you want to get in contact with us, there's the Chiluminati Pod at Twitter and the Chiluminati Pod subreddit. And then specifically, if you want to reach either one of us individually, um, I myself and at Mathis Games, Jesse's at Jesse Cox, and uh, Alex at Faciane A. Uh, we are pretty active over on Twitter constantly. Get Chiluminated. Get chil- let's. That's not going to catch. That's just. <laughs> Get you tried. Ch- get you tried. illuminated. You tried. Everything and, uh, is keep- illuminated. <laughs> you tried. Uh, and then uh, if you want, you can always review us over on iTunes. We're almost at 500 five-star reviews. So fucking cross that Cross that. I thought line we crossed the to- threshold already. Is that true? We crossed uh, for what? We crossed 400 and something. Oh, really? Let me double check. So when, when, does, it, yeah. when does it start putting us on the best of lists or whatever? I have no fucking idea. I know I there's some kind the of time. milestone there, right? There, there must be. I imagine that uh, there's, there's like an inbuilt uh, Apple thing that you have to cross before you worry. Yeah, we're at 445 five star reviews right now. Um, yeah. So people like it. We love doing it for you. Um, and again, check out our merch over at theyeti.com. Uh, we're gonna have some new merch popping up over there very, very soon, and some just stickers and stuff if you want to decorate your phones or your laptops or just slap it on your forehead. I'm cool with that too. It's like the cheap version of the hat. Uh, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks or so. With, uh, if not a Jesse-led episode, a Mathis-led episode. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.